0: Sitting in the power. We are two best friends who happen to be psychic mediums.
1: We do readings, we teach, we mentor, and we love to laugh.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We love to cry too, because we're heartstring pulling mother truckers.
1: Oh, ooh. Warning, this is rated E for explicit, so if you don't like the word fuck, you should probably turn your ass around.
0: Turn it around. Don't look back. Run. But if you're sticking around, it's time for another episode of I'm a Medium.
1: Ask me how. Willie! Matthew Tao! Are you ready for more March Mediumship Madness?
0: Am I? I mean... This is probably one of my favorite mediums that we're going to introduce. No, so
1: uh-uh, uh It's my favorite medium.
0: <laughs> we can fight. <laughs> we can fight in person. That's fine. That's fine. I've been, I've been doing 10 push-ups every time I go to the bathroom, so I'm ready to take you. Let's go.
1: Okay, let's go. Let's fight. All right. It's the one, the only, Joshua John. Welcome
2: in! Hi, beautiful people. Thank you for having me. Hello. Hi. <laughs>
0: joshua john it's so good to have you on this 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 episode like we have been so excited to have you like it's been unreal like me and dana have been talking for weeks about being like just get it. just let's it's, have our people talk to your people let's people this together <laughs> it's been really great to uh finally get you on this this podcast it's
2: well I, I i've told you guys this before but like i listen to you i've listened to every single one of your guys episodes it's it's not only again like what I listen to on my way to work, but from work. Sometimes I've even listened to like them twice, just because I feel like there's so much information that um, even you know, developed mediums, people who are beginning can glean so much information. Uh, so, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you for doing this work, but also thank you for having me. It's always amazing to connect to other people who are striving to bring a community together, whether that's, you know, from the other side or on the physical earth, just bringing people together. So thank you.
0: Well, thank oh, you. thank you. Well, tell concerts. us
1: more for, for those of you f- out there that don't know Joshua Don, tell us a little bit about you. Like, how did you, I always find it fascinating how we stumbled onto this work. Cause like nobody wakes up in the morning, like, you know what I want to do? I want to talk to the dead people. <laughs> so how did you <laughs> stumble into this
2: world? Right. Like I'm, I'm gay, so I'm already judged. So I don't want, I didn't wake up and go, you know what? I also want to be judged for talking to to dead people, like let's just add it on since we're we already have one little box ticked. Let's have another. Um, so I, you know, and you guys mentioned this before that you know, oftentimes people come into mediumship or come into the path of mediumship through either trauma or through um, experiencing the loss themselves. And so I, I, I went through um, quite a bit of abuse growing up. You know, went through seventeen years of foster care, thirty three different foster homes. Uh, within that, and the amount of abuse that occur- occurred is um, an episode in itself. And I think, you know, looking back at, you know, now being have done this for twelve years, I believe that, you know, everything does happen for a reason, and whether the reason is for us to understand now or later, um, is up for debate. Um, but I looked at what I've gone through and the abuse that I've went through, and the amount of homes I had to. Uh, go through. And for me, I had to be able to adapt to my surroundings incredibly quickly. So I look at it and understand that, you know, I had to be able to sit back, you know, in that DHS car being, you know, taken to a new home. And immediately my attention is going, what is this family going to be like? How many kids are going to be there? Am I going to have siblings? You know, um, at, you know, the age of two years old to 19, I was constantly worrying about my surroundings and so i think that my psychic ability kind of developed because of that trauma not knowing not knowing that it was developing not knowing that i was going to become sensitive in that way um and so at 19 years old at 17 i went to my last foster home and i had a foster mom uh, a little sister legally changed my last name to hers um, it was the first time that I was able to have a family, have a sister, um, have somebody that I can actually call mom and feel that relationship. And um, at that time, it became Youth of the Year for the state of Oregon. I was working full time. I, I was going to college. My 18th birthday rolls around and my foster mom wasn't working. And she says, um, ask the court to stay in the system because your checks are keeping us afloat. And I did, and the court said yes. So 19 rolls around, and I came home from a typical day of working um, and going to school, and everything I owned was outside on the curb in black trash bags, and which is like the staple for foster youth, right? Um, and she said through the door, I got a good job. I don't need your checks anymore. Best of luck. And so at 19 years old, having no family, having absolutely no one to turn to. Once again, I started going into, you know, what, what a lot of people do is, is anger, questioning, you know, why me? Why is this happening? Why, why do I have to go through this? Why not this person? They have both families you know, or both parents. Um, and then I started taking the question of why to, okay, well, what can I do now rather than why me? Um, and I started praying and asking, you know, to show me what I'm supposed to do. And I had this huge, you know, it's a long, complicated story, but this kind of spiritual awakening where I was sick, um, in and out of the doctors, nobody could explain to me what was happening. Um, and I kind of had this, you know, spiritual awakening and fast forwarding a little bit, but, uh, I started kind of having these dreams and feelings. I was, I was in ASL class, you know, sign language And there's no talking in sign language class. That's the whole freaking point. Uh, And so I remember being Mm -hmm. with my classmate and the only thing that came out of my mouth out loud in front of everybody was like, oh, do you have your dad's teddy bear? And she looked at me and was like, how the fuck? What? Like literally in front because everyone's (laughs) watching. And she goes, how the fuck did you know that? She goes, my dad passed, you know, like 10 years ago. And the only thing I have of his is his uh, teddy bear. And I was like, no, no idea. There was no rhyme or reason. There was no message behind it. You know, I would uh, drive through windows, uh, paying my phone bill. There's just random things that would pop out that I had no understanding. And I kind of sat back and was like, okay, this is happening quite a bit. And I started, you know, asking again, like, show me, show me what I'm supposed to be doing with this information. Um, And I saw Teresa Caputo on TV and I was like, I hit my friend who's watching you know, the show with me and watching me walk up to random people and, you know, having these experiences. And I was like, holy shit, that's what I'm doing. And she goes, no, what she's doing is real. What you're doing is creepy. Um, there's a difference in what you're doing. (laughs) And, and so I started researching who she was and, uh, I was actually able to be mentored for a short while by Pat Longo who trained Teresa Caputo, um, I was then able to reach out to Lisa Williams and uh, was able to study with her for a year, uh, and then be tested and then certified by her. Um, I got to train with Gordon Smith when he was in uh, oh, wow. Los Angeles, and it—it it was being able to not only have the encouragement from people you respect, but the approval is something that we all strive for. We all want to hear, like, good job. Like, I, I approve of what you're doing. But for me, it was, it was a deeper level. I never had anyone, you know, growing up saying, hey, you're doing a good job. I never had anyone in my life that I can look to with respect and appreciation and then look have them look at me the same. And so to have those moments with three instrumental teachers and mentors in this field... Um, it meant everything. And, you know, I, I, I carry that energy with me knowing that doing this work and, you know, I've, I've done it now for, oh, I'm too old, but (laughs) now 12 years. um, I still study, you know, it's important for us to, no matter where you are in your development, you know, I've come to your guys' circles and I hope to come back as soon as my dog Mm -hmm. is done with school. But, You're, you're, you know, to continue development, to continue to sit with other mediums, to, you know, be around people who are striving to understand the, uh, the limitless, how, you know, for us to understand something that we can't see fully understand. And so any person, you know, whether you've been doing it for 25 years, two years, you know, I'm 12 years in and I still feel like I know nothing. And yeah, right. Like, uh-huh. I, I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like, I know you guys have been doing this for a hot minute too. But.
1: I always say the more I understand, the more I realize I know nothing. Mm. That's There's a humbleness yeah. that comes forward. Cause I just, I, it's like the more I peel back the onion, I'm like, Oh no, I don't know anything. I don't mm-hmm. know anything. And I, I love that you talk about continuing development. Cause I, there's always this thing. And and when people are stepping forward in their development, they're like, where's the destination? Where's the destination? And I don't ever think of this as a destination. And I never consider myself. I always call, I, I, I always call myself a developing medium because I don't think that this is a destination. I think that this is a lifelong journey. And I'm always like, what's the next thing? And I know you said the limitless. So you know, we always quote Eileen Davies, like, don't limit the limitless, right? There's always something new right Right beyond the bend. Like, what's the next thing? What's the next unfoldment? What's the the next thing? And I love that you, you show up to Circle. And I love that you continue to develop. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing.
2: I mean, why wouldn't I want to be, like, beautiful energy? I mean, you, what you guys bring to the table when it talks about... You know, community talking about people who might be nervous or who have been developing. You guys bring such a comfort energy to to anything that you guys do, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on um, a podcast, whether it's in your guys's uh, circles. It's so to be a part of that. To be you know, even just um, a student, because that's we all are. We're all students. Um, And one of the things that you said Mm -hmm. is that it's a journey, and even when we do, you know, we Mm -hmm. do readings. We don't talk about the destination. We don't talk about really where they're at. We talk about their journey. And so that's truly what's Mm -hmm. more important is about the journey that we get to experience. And so you're right. It's not about the destination.
0: So I'm about to age myself really, really hardcore, (laughs) but it's like buying an atlas. It's a buying an atlas, but it's just a red line through every page, right? An atlas, an atlas, like the thing that the maps of the U.S. I'm just joshing, <laughs> but it's legit. But it's legit. <laughs> or a GPS, right? It's a GPS with no final point, right? And it might loop back around to the start. Sometimes spirit reminds you, like, "Hey, like you need to get back to basics," uh, even if you're three years in, because like as we start to develop our mediumship changes, and as we get other mediums in our lives. And start collecting them like little soul family. Because I think all mediums get each other on this like unusual level. Uh, the, our mediumship changes. Because we all help each other in this really unique way. That there is no destination. Because you're always reaching for the next and the next and the next. And spirit is just there to guide you. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can get a little lost. So they're like, go back to start. Okay, no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> go back to start. It's never ending. Um, so talk about, uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about like, your development with other mediums like has um, other mediums really influenced your mediumship and like how is that how has that gone for you
2: yeah like i i'm heaven uh, i did it again but heavily invested in you know watching mediums demonstrate watching mediums read because each person as we know is an individual so how we perceive and receive information mm-hmm. and how we relay it is going to be different depending on who we are at our core So watching another person read is another glimpse into communication with the other side. So how they read, who they are as a person, it needs to be taken away when watching someone read. So I may not like the individual's principles or um, what they truly believe in or what they teach, but how they read might be absolutely really beautiful. And so I have to be aware that and, and like I tell people, I'm not the medium for everyone. And so watching people read, mm-hmm. watching people deliver messages, I can go, I'm not the medium for you, but I know who, who might be. I may not be the one to deliver this message or connect in that way, but I know who might be. And because I always, and like you guys, it's never the, the, the recipient's fault for either a loved one not coming through or a specific message not coming through. It's, it's the medium's job and responsibility to be honest about when a connection's not happening. And so when I get to see other mediums work, it's another opportunity to go, oh, look at the spirit do this. It's not the medium. It's look at mm-hmm. spirit do this work. Because they're working through the medium. They're choosing to work through, through that, that, that medium. So it's, it's beautiful to see go, wow, spirit did a good job you know, I, even after events or mm-hmm. clients, people are like, wow, that was amazing. And I go, yeah, spirit did great. Like it's, it's not me. You know, mm-hmm. I I get to talk and, you know, laugh and be in a moment of what that love connection is, but watching other mediums work, I think is incredibly educational. And, you know, I've taken, um, you know, there are people that say, you know, if you take one thing and leave the rest, great. You have one other tool in, in your toolbox. And so, You know, uh, working with Pat Longo, she taught me the ethics and the morals of mediumship, you know, that um, how to ground myself. So she taught me the foundational components of what my energy is and how to get in touch with with that part of me. Um, Lisa Williams taught me the mechanics of it. So she, she gave me a deeper look into the unfoldment process and how our aura, our energy, the soul, the mind, the body operate as as an individual component and then how to bring those all together Mm -hmm. so she gave me the the little because i imagine joe's 19 and a half maybe 20 years old at this time so i was a little baby and you know she i remember (laughs) she was just like oh you know there's my baby joshua and um because i i was you know when i went to to study with uh when you go because you go in um demonstrate and you know she tests you but so you're around 30 other mediums and I'm this twinky little you know fairy um hopping through the hotel in my ballet shoes around all these older people who are like you know 35 40 you know plus years old and they're you know very deep in their development you know namaste and I'm like bitches we're in Chicago like bring me the d- deep dish like namaste all you want but I'm here for the deep dish like let No, no bullshit. Yeah, And so, but it's, it's about having fun. Mm -hmm. And so Lisa Williams taught me, you know, she gave me the little nudge to kind of go further in my development. Um, Reading books was another big component, but um, watching, you know, Gordon Smith demonstrate, and he was one of the mediums I stumbled across like early on in my development. And I just was able to study with him, um, in 2020 so right before the pandemic hit and it was that surreal moment of walking in and knowing like the, the, the cream of the crop right like the the he's someone i idolize and walking into the room and him looking right at me like i immediately like went no i'm not worthy like no i don't i don't want to be seen <laughs> and you know and then like i started to demonstrate and work and um you know it, it was it was amazing to see, to talk with him, and but also to see him as a human, right? When he was done demonstrating, yeah, like, he's the most, like, raunchiest man I have ever met in my life, and <laughs> it was amazing to see, like, he is the phenomenal medium, right? Addresses, names, you know, all that, and then to hear him speak, and I'm like, whoa, I thought, like, filters were not needed, but you might need one. You might, mm-hmm. like, that's a filter. <laughs> you might need one. <laughs> Um but I love that. I love that. It so like I always say like because it
0: just shows you that we're real. Right.
2: And because but, and so looking at other mediums, um you know, I've taken uh, a lot from and sometimes you can see how a medium works and go, "Holy shit, I didn't think that was possible." That's possible?
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: want to try that. And so then you start working, you know, in meditation with spirit, and you're like, "Okay, go I'm ready like let's do it like how do I get there I don't know how but let's try it you know and going to circles and that's when you get to practice if when you sit in meditations and you Mm -hmm. see other mediums work sitting in circle and being around mediums who are open to practicing different things that's the most prime time to you know try out a different method um Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I have taken the little I bit love more. that
1: you just said that about circle. Um, because circle has always been like that place to stretch, to to because we always say in our in our place, like our circle is a safe place to get a know. We want you to get a know. Because this is where you stretch and you try that new thing and you're like, I'm just I'm going to, I'm going to push, I'm going to push the limits and see where I can go. And maybe I fall on my face and I get nothing but knows this circle, but I'm not doing it with a client. I'm doing it in a safe space and I'm just going to see, I'm just going to see where it goes. And that's where we do it. And it's a safe place to
0: do it. I've seen some of the coolest shit come out of a development circle. Like we were running, I don't know who did this. I'm not going to say it, but one of our students pulled out a phone number, a full <laughs> phone like, number. Holy shit. It was her phone number on the other side. She legit just pulled out her phone number. But you can get some crazy stuff in a circle. You really can. But what's really great, too, um, so at the beginning of our circle adventure, I, I have uh, Gordon Smith's book, An Intuitive Study, A Complete Guide to Mediumship. And then I was watching Tyler Henry's show, and they were all doing, like, the, uh, the dark deprivation And so I was like, okay, I'm going to test this out for myself. And it really helped me. So I learned a little bit from other mediums. Then I said in the the circle, I was like, okay, students, I want you all to do this. The looks on their faces.
1: He's like, everybody go in your dark closet for 30 minutes. No sound, no nothing. And everybody's like, oh. I was
0: like, like, hey, everybody start with five (laughs) five minutes. But I was... But you know what? I, 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 it was like I asked them to go to like the Piggly Wiggly and try to rob it. Like they were all really, really uh, offended. But some of them did it. And then they came back and they were like, no, I got a lot out of that. Because it's like sitting in the power with no music, right? You're just in a a, a space that's you and your own energy. And there's no visual stimulus. So you feel more. So I think it's always good to take little nuggets from other mediums. Because if I didn't do that with Gordon Smith's book and watching uh, Tyler Henry, I wouldn't have had that in my toolbox. And I wouldn't have uh, tried to spread it amongst my students.
1: but, but it really may- helps. Maybe, it really does. but maybe we don't scare the students so much next time
0: with the with the delivery. Okay, everyone, go into a dark room and commute. We, ease, with them the we yeah. ease
1: them into it. We ease them into it. We ease them in.
0: Uh,
2: well, head for second. Gordon assistant.
0: Smith. You literally made me so happy. You made me so happy to hear about Gordon Smith because uh, he's really, really well known and I really look up to him as well. And uh, just watching a documentary on him and his son when they worked together at a point, he was just chain smoking. <laughs> I was like... You really kind of see that, like, we're normal people. We just talk to dead people, but we're normal people.
2: I didn't know that he had a documentary or there was a documentary about him.
0: Yeah. What?! Yeah. Okay, so. um, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Thank yeah. You so clearly. he toured. It was uh, when he, he was doing demonstrations and his son would open for him and all that stuff. Uh And I'll find it. I think it was on the BBC. I'll send it to you. Oh,
1: was this back in the day when he well, was we'll, we'll, t- we'll put a link in the show notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: I've seen the demonstrations, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen the full documentary.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, but that I think that's what makes us special, right? It's just kind of coming off as normal. Uh, I know for us, me and Dana can always speak for us. Uh, it's just kind of coming th- through as an authentic person. And I think that really kind of helps people feel at ease. Because for me, I get very uncomfortable when it's all love, light and those angel feathers and all that stuff. And so when I was in Lisa Williams' class, I would always try to make her laugh. Like, and I always try to say something real inappropriate to make her laugh. And she would. <laughs> But like, that is what I really love about a medium is just like, just be real and uh, and you're more accessible and tangible and it makes it for your students to also kind of humanize you on a level that their guard comes down and they're easier to be receptive to the information because we're not trying to be above them. We're trying to just meet you where you're at. Right. And so what's easier to do that being human.
2: Yeah. I I have a, uh, you know, the whole term like love and light. And so I, yeah, I roll. Um, so I have a shirt that says love and lighten the fuck up, uh, is the shirt that I, I made <laughs> <laughs> because like, I'm like, it says love and light, lighten the fuck up. And I'm like, that I need that. Cause in, in you know, mm-hmm. there are so many people who are afraid of mediumship in the sense of like claiming that, right. Saying like, Oh no, I talk to dead people or, and it, that I will say like, I'm human. I don't always tell that to people. I don't always kind of lead with that, you know? Um, and but until lately, until recently, I have been, and only because I feel as though that if people can be as proud to wear, you know, their their faith, their religion, um, who they are, we should have equal freedom and comfortability of our belief. And so, like I, I you know, I, I I'm a caseworker, so I, mm-hmm. I actually now work with kids who are in foster care, and a lot of my people at work. Um, know that I do mediumship. They know that I'm a medium. Um, and there was a point where people mm-hmm. were talking about their faith and their religion and their, and politics, which is like a big no, no at work. And so somebody turned to me cause I'm silent. I know when to uh, hold my tongue. Cause I know that not everyone's going to love what I have to say. And so I, I, I told them my beliefs um, and that just, <sighs> but I, I'm at the point now, like I'm I'm 31 mm-hmm. years old and I'm like, Fuck it, like you know, they're, they're, someone's gonna judge me mm-hmm. for the color of my socks. You know, if they're gonna judge me for what I believe mm-hmm. in, then they don't need to be around me. Those aren't the people that need to surround me. Like, period. yeah Exclamation point.
1: Well, going full circle back, you, you know, to your friend was with saying like, well, Teresa, what Teresa Caputo is doing is real. What you're doing is creepy you know, I think that we all kind of go through that point in our life where, you know, we all kind of did that. And then somebody looked at us and like, ooh, ooh, what you're doing is weird or what you're doing is creepy. And I think we all navigate that to a certain degree of like going out in society. And I mean, I, I tell, I I'm open. I I'm an open book. Everybody in my, in my personal life knows what I do, but I just, I can't waste time with like the people that i'm going to meet once to tell them what i do cuz it's just like it's so exhausting like oh god
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't i don't want to tell you what i do it's so exhausting <laughs> so i just i'm like i work from home so they all think that i'm i'm a i'm i'm in porn which is fine. hey onlyfans
2: <laughs> it, it pays a lot I'd more i probably
1: than- make more of, i i i think that i should start because i think it makes i think it could make a good side hustle but you know
2: that's <laughs> neither here nor there i mean you can do tarot with titties like it's like I think it's a great.
1: Oh yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, I'm 46. They're not as good as they used to be, but there is a clientele You know. For I mean, everyone. everybody. I, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. Exactly. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I started to have fun going to Apple and just freaking them out because they always ask me what I do, and I'm. I, I think I said spiritual advisor one time, and then I just said I was a freelancer. <laughs> Yeah, because well, they get I, they get creeped out. They get creeped out at and, Apple. And then an and then he goes
1: and then they go. What what's your what's your uh, what's your email? And he's like Matthew Tell Medium. <laughs> like, <"Mom>, damn it!
0: <laughs> they're like, well, they're like, let me link your purchase to your business account. I'm like shit.
2: <laughs> why does he list his? Pants but I was like, on. I'm an
0: artist. I just use. <laughs> like, why is that part of his email address? But some people get creeped out. Some people get creeped out. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped. If, if if you don't need to know, you don't need to know. That's just kind of how I am now, uh, because I've just had so many bad responses.
2: I see mm-hmm. pleasure in making people uncomfortable. Like I'm, I'm at that point in my life that, that <laughs> I'm like, like if if you're so staunch in your beliefs or your what, listen, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. Then if 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 that's mm-hmm. what you, how you want to act. Like, I have no problem with, um, like, people who have aggression. And and that's probably because of my upbringing. Like, I have, I don't shy away from those interactions. Like, I'll I'll, I'll address it. Like, if there's a problem, let's talk about it. And, like, when I get angry, this is my Mm -hmm. tone, so it really confuses people. Um, Even my husband, he's like, are you okay? Like, are you mad? Like, I can't tell, like, I can't tell what's happening. And I'm like, good, I want to keep you guessing. But it's, you know, (laughs) but my, my thought is like, yeah, right. Um, so like, I, I I just, I look at it and I just, I I want people to understand that it's okay to have your beliefs. It's okay to, you know, project that into the world. And I have found that there are people who do believe in what we do that I wouldn't have never suspected Mm -hmm. that I would have never thought Mm -hmm. that they would even, and they do ghost hunting. And I'm like, girl, you make six figures where we work. I would have never thought like you, what? And so it's, it it Mm -hmm. also, it offers an opportunity for people to go, Ooh, those are my people. And so I, I, I've, I found that, you know, being authentic and open about it for me personally has allowed me to connect to, to a lot of people, just even in my local area. That's dope. I, that's
1: I've cool. always said that being a medium and stepping into my mediumistic self has made me the most authentic me that I've ever been. Because I I hid my real self away forever, forever, forever. So actually stepping forward and being a medium and stepping forward into my development has made me my most authentic self. And I and I really don't give a fuck. I am who I am. And if I if you don't like me, that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be around me. You have enough That's people okay. who do love you. I, mm-hmm. I read something that said... And it's finding the soul family. Right.
2: There's a uh, Dr. Spinoza. Uh, there's a book called Becoming Supernatural or Superhuman. Um, and one of the things that he said that I loved was, um, I stopped writing for people who don't believe in what I do. And I started doing the work for the people who do believe in what I do. And that changed the way mm-hmm. I worked and it also changed the way how i censored myself because i would rather do this work for people who do believe than to do this work for people that don't believe because my job isn't to make someone believe Mm -hmm. our job isn't to make people believers our job is to relay the information that's coming through like i say we can care but we can't carry so we can't carry that person's uh, discomfort we can't carry that person's pain um we can care for them but at a point, we have to just go, this is me. And if if, if you don't like it, there's the door.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I love skeptics. I love skeptics. Uh, because it's not my job to convince you. Right. So just stick around and keep an open mind. But you can be skeptical. I, I think having a, a skeptical perception on medium is healthy. Uh, because it's really kind of listening to your intuition in your own gut. And I think a lot of the times my own... Uh, gut has steered me in the right direction with the people that resonated with me and the people that didn't Um, you know and I think it's our inner compass so like being even as a medium I still watch the mediums and I'm like I'm still skeptical Um, but I think there's a fingerprint of spirit that's unrecognizable uh, especially with platform uh, mediumship and platform demonstration that uh, it moves everybody that watches it's not just uh, you know the person receiving the reading but it's everybody which is is, it's a beautiful thing to do so i I love platform mediumship so that's where i kind of invite the skeptics to come it's like come watch a really beautiful medium demonstrate like just come watch it and then if you got questions afterwards well let's hold space for those questions uh but i can't convince anybody it's not my job to be like they're really real you know Mm -hmm. so i know you love platform mediumship so Tell us, tell us a little bit more about your platform demonstration because I want to know more about it. Okay,
2: so I, I love, I love, I love any reason to be on stage, and that comes from being a ballet dancer, from being a public speaker. Like I, I love being. I get nervous, like anxiety, but there's something in my brain that says, "Ah, just go for it," and so. And and partly because every time I did do ballet, I always fell in my performances. So to say I was a great ballet dancer would be kind of a lie, but I'm an okay dancer. Um, So I'll I'll, I'll leave that. But um, I I love public demonstrations for many different reasons. And we talked about skeptics. Public demonstrations are a great way for skeptics to see the amount of information that can come through and what can happen. So as we know the ticket prices are much cheaper so people who are skeptical who have never seen a medium it's a prime to- opportunity for them to experience what spirits able to do and i love public uh, uh, public demonstrations and <clears throat> one of the things that i did before covid happened was i reached out to two other local mediums here in the portland area And I said, hey, how do you guys feel about coming together? And once every other month, we do an event, and all the proceeds go towards a nonprofit in the local area. They were for it. And so we did it for about three years, and I think we raised over $28,000 for uh, a local nonprofit that works specifically with families and children who have lost relatives. Um, or who are going through a loss. So whether that's counseling, therapy, housing. Um, re- and so to me, I feel as though that that's something that's in my heart to do. Whenever I have an opportunity to do a demonstration for a charity, for a nonprofit, to benefit um, someone in need, I will take that opportunity because I feel that is more of service than doing a one of it. it, it Granted, not to diminish any of the other work, but for me in my heart, I feel like that's right. a, a great place for mediums to be at because A, it showcases that we're not in it for the money because as we know, it, it it's not, there's not a whole lot. I mean, people do make a lot of money in it, but the people who are doing it in an authentic way don't always mm-hmm. have those um, opportunities, but um so, so being able to to work in a platform and and show people that it's not about the money, what is possible, right? Because mediumship isn't to replace grief. It's not to replace therapy. It's not to uh, replace the grieving process. It's an addition to. It's an addition to to, uh, to your your grief. Saying as you go through this process, know that you're not alone. As you've gone through the process, they've seen you in this step, this step, this step in your life, and so. Doing a public demonstration serves so many different um, opportunities for people and for the medium. It's a great opportunity to go, okay, I know I'm going into this. Um, I'm not being paid for it. This is to give back, to give to people, and we get to try to heal or help heal people. How fucking phenomenal is that? Like that's like the best fucking scenario, you know? And so I, you know, I've done groups as large as 800 people I've, you know, I, uh, so for a while in the Portland area, we were selling out, um, we were doing once every three months and like, we would have 60 to 80 people every time. And it was something that I, I, I hope we can get back to, but now, you know, they're off doing their own thing, which is totally fine. Um, but I, I want to get back there. I want to get back to doing those events. And during COVID, it was hard because we weren't able to demonstrate. We, we all got comfy in our sweatpants. And then we tried to put on the clothes that we demonstrated in. And we knew that, well, I'm no longer a medium. I'm a large. Um, so it was, you know, one of those things that we, we did have to um, Change, But I I, I hope to be back there. But public demonstrations, like I I encourage, go see other mediums. Even when I demonstrate, I say, hey, I may not be the medium for you. But, you know, look for the medium whose work is public, that you can see them, you know, demonstrate that, you know, word of mouth, go to other psychics, go to other mediums, because I may only be able to, to deliver a portion of that of what needs to come through. Another psychic or medium may may have a Mm -hmm. different take or different lens that they're able to look
0: through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they use our references. They use our our vocabulary, our references, our life experience. It's multi-layered. And I think when we uh, say that we're the only one that can do this uh, and that nobody else can, it kind of negates everybody else. And we hold each other up.
1: Well, what I was what I was going to say is, I love when you have two mediums linking in on the same spirit, and they are able to get two completely different parts of pieces of evidence and angles of that person in life. Um, and I think those are our strengths as mediums. I always talk about it. What's your special spice? Cause I think we all have that. Cause we do all come from different life experiences and we all do have our strengths and opportunities in our mediumship. Right? So I love platform for that reason as well. Cause when we can all, when multiple mediums can link into the same spirit, you get that multi-dimensional, uh, reading as well. So that's always really really neat to see. And you see that on, you have a weekly call-in show, Joshua, yes. um,
2: with Chelsea, right? I was literally just, where about you guys kind of yeah. do that.
1: <laughs>
2: sorry. Yeah. So she, it's like, I'm psychic. <laughs> I was going to, I was just gonna about to mention her too. Cause, um, yeah, that double linking it's, um, it's, and this is, you know, again, something that Michael, uh, or sorry, that Matthew was saying that looking at people's, Experience, right they use our vocabulary, they use our experiences in life, and so i I look at again like what i 've been through, and I was able to go through thirty three different families and see thirty three different types of family dynamics, and so working with Chelsea, you know she's had a very generic no i shouldn 't say generic i 'll say basic basic very basic life, you know, mom and dad lived in the same house, you know. <laughs> didn't really have to worry about anything. Right. Um, Much like my spoiled husband. And so I, I I look at, you know, versus like what I've had to go through. And, and I always tell people like Mm
0: -hmm.
2: one person's pain or one, like we all have different tolerances of emotional, physical, mental, like there's different types of pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. So what I've gone through can be equally as painful as, you know, somebody who had to go through, see their parents divorce. but again. That double linking is really useful because two different lifestyles, two different upbringings, um, you're able to to see that the difference in, oh, well, I'm getting this and I, you know, it reminds me of this person in my life. You know, do you do you understand that? Yes. Oh, well, I understand this component is like, oh, my gosh, that was, you know, the partner who. So it, it offers an opportunity for, you know, a, a deeper message. Um, and I always say like, you know, one medium could be looking with the left eye and the other medium is looking with the right eye. And so putting them together, you have a full Mm -hmm. spectrum of what they're seeing from the other side.
0: Oh, I love jewelrying. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I love it. And uh, me and Dina do often jewelry together and she'll go for the heart and she'll always get that evidence. That's just like heartstrings. And then I pull out their like sense of humor. Like that's my special spice. I love just like the way that they would laugh or the way that they would like joke around or the, their personality. And so like you can bring out different layers of their, their life. And just by having multiple uh, mediums tap into it, and it's beautiful. It really kind of paints a more layered uh, look to their life. Um, Because a a lot of sometimes mediums, we just tap the surface. And so to have another medium picking away at another side of it, it's just mm, chef's kiss
2: to me. Mm -hmm. And it allows
0: well, to it's,
1: it's, more. I mean, I have a water bottle, but it's like looking at just one side of the water bottle, right? There's a whole nother side of the water bottle and then there's what's inside of the water bottle. So there's, there's, there's a lot of different layers. I love it. I love it. I love mediumship. I don't know if you guys know, this, but, but that's, but that's, you? but that's why no. we can, no, but I think that's, but that's why developing and continuing to develop is so important because with that, you know, am I ever going to be able to necessarily see the side that JJ is or that Matthew is? Not necessarily because I haven't had your either one of your life experiences, but I can deepen. I can, I can deepen my, what are you, what, Matthew? Why are you looking I, at me like that?
0: I just really like it when you say the word deepen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody likes it deeper.
2: If they if they say they don't, they're lying.
1: Yeah. It's true. We all gotta make it deeper.
0: Mm-hmm. You gotta deepen the evidence, Dana, Willie. Especially when there's a double deepening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do not cut that out, Logan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it really is true. I think um, you're, you're completely complete. I don't even know what to say at this point. Um, I do have a question for uh, JJ. So JJ, what's your favorite? What's your favorite part of mediumship? Like a mediumship reading. Like, what is your special spice? What do you like to say that you're you specialize in? Without limiting a limitless potential,
2: right? So I will say that because of my delivery style, I do not. I. I don't have the ooey gooey, like that's not part of my reading style. The the the, the soft, mm-hmm. like lovey-dovey, I, I don't have that. While I have compassion, I believe that my, my special spice is like, and it partly is because of my early development, which was on radio shows. I was kind of tricked into doing them. And so it was like, get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, get out. And so that start, and So I think part of like, I guess my special spice would be in which mediumship should be about is evidence. Um, I believe Mm -hmm. that I can deliver evidence with an understanding of where the pain is coming from. And so I oftentimes connect with people in a much deeper way when there is trauma involved. And Mm -hmm. if any medium is developing, I highly suggest taking a trauma informed class when doing this work. It's important to Mm -hmm. have the ability to connect, but it's equally as important to understand the human nature and the human side to how people perceive and work through trauma, not to become a trauma specialist, but understand the sensitivity around certain things. I also have faith Mm -hmm. that spirit knows what the person needs to hear, but there is a time when you need to be extra careful that you need to have a different yeah. toolbox of understanding pain and grief and trauma. And so I would say my special spice mm-hmm. is being trauma informed while delivering messages, though I do not come across as very, and beautiful. Chelsea, my, you know, my best friend, my colleague, she's, <laughs> there might be some words I can't say on here. Um, I would say that i 'm very curt at at some points when delivering information very matter of fact um, but then I know when to lean into the sensitivity I know when to lean into going be more of a heart connection, um, which is hard for me when delivering mm-hmm. that yeah. the evidence, but I would say my special spice would would be the understanding when to lean into the trauma, when to pull away from trauma, when to know that, okay, they've had enough on mm-hmm. this topic, let's move on, um, and how to mm-hmm. frame things around a certain thing that happened to in a public setting, right? That way I'm not like, oh, you were molested. Yeah. I would there's things like, there are things that happened as a kid that we can talk about that you would have issues with around this age, and there'd be yes, rather than going into what that yeah. was, Um, but they, they would know. And so I think that that's because of the work Mm -hmm. that I do, um, in my experience, I'm able to kind of, uh, put it in a little bit of a bubble wrap when to the,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really important. And I think that's why development also is important because, you know, a lot of people, when they hear development around mediumship, they're, they're talking about connecting to the spirit world. And while that's important, it's also like ethics. It's being trauma informed because once words leave our mouth, we can't take them back. And we. it is not our job to re-traumatize our sitter. Or, or even if we're doing platform, we don't know who's listening and we don't know who's in the audience. So we have to make sure we're using trauma uh, informed language. We have to make sure we're not trauma bombing the whole audience, but while also being true to spirit's message. And that's tricky, you know, that's, that's something to, to work with. Um, so that is really, really, really important. Cause people go, ah, oh, cause we always hear the naturally born. I'm naturally born. I don't need development, you know? <laughs> well, but don't you like, <laughs> you know, and, and we, I always say like, But we're all, we all have the ability to do this, number one. Number two, there are things that we can always do better because we are in the healing business. We are in, Matt likes to say we're in the customer service business as well. Like we're here offering a service to people. And if we, we need to make sure that we're doing that as, as well as we can. So always knowing that we're doing that in the most responsible way that possible, but, but while staying true to the message of
0: spirit. We're spiritual practitioners, right? So that's like having your doctor come up to you that's going to give a heart surgery to you and be like, I'm naturally born. And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting all my trust in you. But it really is. I think we're we're in the spiritual care. We're in not only that, but we're also in their mental care. I I think mediumship and um, mental health kind of go hand in hand. Right. Because we're really we're not truly to heal the soul, but we're trying to ease the grief of of hurt that they're walking through day by day by day. Right. And so they're leaving a little bit of themselves with us every single day. So I think when we step up and admit that we take um, care in our craft and putting the time and energy into our craft and the being the best Vessel that we can for the spirit world, but also the sitter and the person receiving the reading. Sky's the limit. Um, but I, I always find the people that say they're naturally born are, are like resistant to it until they realize what development actually entails, and then they're like, oh, "Okay, that's that that's." It. But it's the words that we use as developed mediums that can also be intimidating to them. So well, and I think you guys like, you know, can agree that space like, for where they're at. like
2: um, as as mediums. You know, it's it's soul the soul connection. Um, and that's literally what my, my business mm-hmm. name is, is soul to soul. But it's mediums is like mm-hmm. it's it's soul to soul. And I think that when we and like you said, uh, Matthew, that looking at people, you know, it, it's mental health as well. And sometimes people are so stuck in their mm-hmm. head with grief or pain or anger that they forget to connect to the soul. And so when mediums come in, I don't, I feel like we bring that soul part back. And going, hey, here's a deeper look <laughs> into this. And, you know, I, I just feel like it's it's, you know, mind, body, and soul. And sometimes through grief and trauma, we get stuck in a certain part. We're stuck in one of those. We're so stuck maybe in our soul that we forget to mentally think about mm-hmm. what's going on or think about other people because we're so entrapped in our grief, entrapped in our pain, um, that we forget to think about what other people are mm-hmm. going through. Um and, you know, I, I had a yeah. group reading last night and, you know, there were 17 people and this guy um, asked, you know, who do you want to hear from? And he goes, anybody but my dad. Uh, and I was like, okay. Um, you know, mom came through to say that there was a connection. And then it trailed off to the awareness around the pain that dad caused, which allowed me the, the open door to bring dad through. And they, they they connected in a way to go, okay, I'm here to hold this space while dad slowly comes through. And then the man was re- was able to be receptive. And I paused before leaning in too far and I said, Am I able to continue down this? And he said, Yeah, okay. And so with permission, going, Okay, I can feel the energy changing. Is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. And then we were able to go forward. Um, but it, it allowed him to go from that soul connection, thinking about it back to the soul and going, okay, I'm ready to to receive what, what dad's willing to say. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sure you guys understand, like, it, it's like, you're right. So it is a part of a mental component too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that you said about the dad, because I think a lot of uh, listeners that are not mediums, it's usually the person that we don't want to hear from that we need to hear from the most. And it, and it and we we hold space for the trauma and the life events of others, but we also need to realize that they are continuously also growing on the other side without judgment and they have accountability and it's us that hurts. Right. And so the spirit will never wants to watch us suffer. Right. So I think, you know, the way that you did that and the way that you handled that and the way that you eased him into being like this This is how we're going to get beyond this so you can live a very fulfilled and happy life and accepting that things uh, on the other side are not the best for you, right? This person on the other side, because we want to punish people as humans that they are learning and they're accepting. And that guy probably walked away from your reading a little bit lighter and a little bit uh, better that he heard the things that he might have thought he didn't hear. He wanted to hear, but he really needed to hear. And that's the beauty of the spirit world.
2: And you guys, you guys have said that like you want to leave them better than you found them. And it's I I, mm-hmm. I I think that that's sometimes not not difficult because of where they are in their grief. But I think what's really beautiful, you know, looking at the both of you, and you guys have said that like you guys work so differently. But together, it's such an impactful moment to, you know, we're, we're talking about double linking, but um, I think that, you know, and that's why, like, I encourage people go see other mediums. And so when he, him having this experience, um, I, I hope that, and, you know, the intent is to leave them better than we found them, but and that's why I always kind of preface in the beginning because sometimes people have to leave, like, you know, they've had their message they need to leave. And I do, I, I talk way too much clearly. Um, and I, I always try to tell people like, go see other mediums. And, you know, I, I, I try to encourage people, not only to be receptive of other people's styles of delivery, but be understanding that, we're only getting a small part of what's truly coming through and i feel like going to see other mediums when it's time right don't become addicted to it you know don't feel like that's the only form Mm -hmm. of communication because i always say you don't need a medium to connect we we the same energy that flows through the best of the mediums the the same energy that flows through us flows through you and you know i Mm -hmm. i lead with that every group because i think it's important when you have their attention that they have the tools leaving to go, okay, I know that that's possible. Now, how do I do it? And so then it allows them to go down their own spiritual, you know, journey when, when connecting to their loved ones, which you guys beautifully do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and assist people through your groups and your circles, which is just, I mean, your guys TikTok community alone. Like you guys are touching thousands of people and it, that is, needed right now because of the thousands of people who are watching what not to do and they don't know it. And so it's it's beautiful to see you guys team up and I'm so happy that spirit found you guys were able to find each other through TikTok, right?
1: Yeah, we found mm-hmm. each other through TikTok. But you know, I, we he literally grew up 7 miles away from where I live. Shut up. So spirit was like Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, literally, like, I drive by his grandma's house, like, all the time. It's adorable. Mm-hmm.
0: I take yeah, pictures like, of his
1: grandma's house. I'm like, your grandma says hi.
0: <laughs> but it's nice to know that something happens to my grandma. She's there in a second right. so. But really, it's, it's fate, right? And so spirit works in a very mysterious way of aligning people. And I always say that. Our, our, and my grandma gave me this advice that mediums will get you on a soul level that other people will not. So if somebody resonates for you and you're a developing medium, learn, soak up, but also just know that like we've been through it and you're going to get through it. And let's get through it together and ask questions and feel normal. I I mean, I love our development circle and I think it's a really great place. But if somebody walks away... With, that's a spiritual communicator or a developing medium and they walk away feeling normal that night, I did my job because it can be lonely. It can be really lonely. It can be really, yeah. really, really lonely.
1: Well, I think we were all, again, going full circle. I think we were all that kid or that person mm-hmm. that said, what you're doing is creepy. What you're doing is weird. And we've all felt that. And, and I think feeling like we're in a space where we're not creepy or weird. And what we're doing is actually really normal. And I think in the end, communing and, and communicating is the, this is the most normal thing our soul knows how to do. We're just, it's soul to soul communication, right? And it's beautiful. And that's why, you know, going back to what you said, we're, you, we, you don't need a medium to communicate with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. We're just validating that that connection
2: is there that's beautiful yeah it's it's true
0: well joshua john where could everybody find you what are you up to we, we we let's get this out in the ether so people can find you
2: um usually i'm in bed i um, snuggling with my dog but if you're wanting to know more about me um my my website <laughs> is joshua-john.com <laughs>
0: <laughs> so joshua-john.com we will put that in the show notes so you can go check it out uh, is there anything that is coming up for you that you want to promote
2: um so we yes a couple of things so we are um and thank you uh, we are starting up our the Colin show again um this coming tuesday um we are having um some of like the best mediums we've ever had on the podcast. Well, that's you two um, coming on at the end of <laughs> March. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a lot of I, I'm trying to get on TikTok. I just don't possess the confidence uh, fully to be on TikTok, if that makes sense. Plus, between like going to work and that, you know, playing with my dog who, who's sniffing at the door trying to get in at the moment. Um, you know when they do, like they go right <laughs> up to the door and they just <laughs> heavy breathe into it. So like, yes, I know that you're there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm, yep. I'm trying to get. On I have to- the same
0: problem going on right now. Yeah,
2: it's what kind? Can I, I, I don't. What kind of pup do you have?
0: I've got two boxers. Um, I wear briefs. So I have two big, large boxer dogs. I- Sorry. <laughs> uh, so that's the other thing that people can <laughs>
2: I quit.
0: I quit. <laughs> that's something else that
2: people are gonna get is dad jokes. I'm I'm very good with one liners, that's how I got my husband. Um, a lot of one liners.
0: <laughs> it was an easy hook, you
2: know. As long as one you line, keep them. It was, it was an easy yeah. hookup. yeah, for sure.
0: Well, Joshua John. <laughs> Quit. so dana if i ever leave the podcast joshua john is the unofficial replacement that's the only person that i will so if i pass away on the other side joshua john can now take over no we'll I'm just channel you anyhow, it's so fine that's the only person i'm gonna let yeah we'll just yes, it. it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. would you would you understand this <laughs> so i love you all. your inner hearts dana is there is there anything you'd like to participate in <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm flustered.
1: There's something about a double link. Sorry.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right. I love you all.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Make sure you guys are following Joshua John everywhere. Link is in the show notes. Thanks for coming on. We love you. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.